Swallows of the South is a proud member of the RPG Academy Network. Hello, and welcome to Swallows of the South. I'm Quinn Wilson, storyteller. This week, I wanted to take a moment to look back on the last year. A year ago today, Swallows of the South went live. And it's been an incredible year, and I cannot express the depths of my gratitude and appreciation for all of the lovely support and outreach that the fandom has given us during this time. We would not be able to do this without you, and it means so, so much to me to get to share this incredible experience, this fulfilling experience. I get to share with my good friends to so many people and that I get to share the joy of improv and role-playing and exalted with all of our listeners every week. Thank you all so much for sticking with us, for coming on board, and for becoming a part of this podcast community. Thank you so much. One more thing before we get into the show, I wanted to mention that we would not be able to make our show every week without the support of fantastic backers over at Patreon. And I wanted to give a backer shout-out this week to the wonderful Troy Pitchelman of the Cypherspeak podcast. Troy, thank you so much. You are awesome. And if our listeners haven't listened to Cypherspeak yet, you should absolutely do that. With that out of the way, let's get into it. In the time of myth, when gods and mortals walked creation together... Ariston was out collecting a meal for a long-awaited dinner as Rizzo held down the fort in the office. When would Ariston return? In what state would Godwin be when he emerged from the crying room? Were any more surprises left to be found in this evening? What exactly was going to be for dinner? Ariston has left, and we see several long shots of Quinn's from above. We see the bow on Ajax's desk. We see Rizzo's newly rearranged desk. We see Hearth Eternal sleeping upstairs. We see Rizzo and Qui-Gon Jinn and Juice in the main area now that Ariston has left. And we see the closed door to the crying space that Godwin has retreated into. All is quiet at this moment. The red gold light of sunset is filtering in through the windows. What do you do? Rizzo moves over to Godwin's desk and goes back to cleaning it up, just throwing away trash, straightening things up, dusting things off. Qui-Gon is back to playing inside and outside of the office constantly and Rizzo's kind of just finding busy work and trying to make things clean for when Ariston comes back with food for dinner. Okay one of the items that you find is the receipt for the last job that was taken on by the office which was taken in the name of Lucy Godwin's long-standing neighbor and once enormous crush. Uh, Rizzo sets it to the side and looks at it and continues to clean, finding a picture of Ajax and Godwin together. She puts it slightly over the receipt, but also props it up so it's front and center on Godwin's desk. Okay, pictures have come up a couple of times in the last little bit. Like scrolls? 
Okay, should I right. say, like, you, scroll? No, it, it's fine to say pictures, but there's a couple of different ways that one might get a picture. Mostly you're commissioning artists, but there's different styles in which you might get these pictures commissioned. So mm-hmm. I was wondering what style this picture of Godwin and Ajax is. Uh, I'm going to run out right ahead and say the uh, caricaturist at a carnival might be a strong selection here yeah i was Uh, gonna say something like that more along the lines of a quick like under japanese calligraphy there's like that just simple drawing of just ink and paper yeah it was basically that just done a little more professionally than a friend doing it kind of thing right that sort of suggestive yeah high contrast that Mm -hmm. makes sense but not quite a caricature from the fair like where people's faces are oh yeah no but more realistic that was a what I like to call a goof-em-up or a bit. Yeah. That makes sense. Sort of high contrast, stylistic, but not necessarily super far from reality. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely stylistic. At this point, the door opens and Godwin steps out of the back room. It's clear he hasn't been crying, despite what the function of that room is. And despite what he's done every other time he's been in that room, this time he didn't cry. He walks towards Rizzo and towards all the desks in the office and without looking at her sits at Ajax's desk. Do you want to talk about it? I don't know if there's anything to talk about. Well, there are a lot of things to talk about, but what's troubling you the most? I wish I had an easy answer for that. I wish I knew, but it just seems like I've got everything going on and I don't know how to process any of it. If somebody put an arrow to your head and said, what's troubling you, fool? What would you say? I don't know if I would be that scared to die. Oh my God, that was the wrong thing to say. <laughs> Obviously, um, if somebody put a arrow up to my head and then they said, what is wrong with you, fool? What would you say? Well, I'd probably just punch them. No, you can't do that. You have to choose and they can dodge all your punches and you can't hurt them. The only way that you could defeat them is if you, if you say what's wrong. The only way to defeat this foe is through emotional honesty. Yes. <laughs> well, that's ridiculous. I mean, we're exalted. We're pretty much stronger. No, no, than... this person is super exalted. I don't know if that's a thing. Yes, it is. It is in this scenario. It is. I just don't believe you. Yes, you have to. I I only tell the truth. In hypotheticals. I don't... I guess I'd... And Qui-Gon Jinn and Juice hops into his lap. <laughs> I guess... I mean... Ajax is gone. It still doesn't feel as concrete as it should yet. I'm waiting for it to hit me, but I'm scared that I'm already acting like this, even though it hasn't hit me yet. And then Arya is left, which she should have done a long time ago. But again, I don't feel like the emotional weight of that has hit me yet either. I feel very numb. I understand that. There's a lot of things that has happened in the past 24 hours, in the past week, that is bigger than has happened in the past couple months. And the shrine's gone. I think you should approach your feelings towards Ajax first, because that seems like it's the most important to you. And I think it would be really nice for us to maybe have a couple words said that we can take our time with versus being rushed into battle when we were last able to say things about him. What do you mean? Well, maybe have a ceremony. What? And tell his family? I mean, they don't know. I know his mother was someone that was 
around sometimes, but she doesn't know. I mean, we could make an event and invite them. For them to find out through a flyer? Well, would you suggest we go and visit them and tell them? I don't know. I don't think that's the part that has me frustrated. I think the part is that Ajax always wanted to prove himself to his parents. and, and I believe that he did. I don't know if his parents would see it that way. Well, we don't know. We're not in his immediate family. We don't know his parents as well as he does. And we should leave it up to them whether or not that they view him as being successful or not. And I do believe that they have a right to know what happened to their son over anything. Yeah, I guess that's right. But at the same time, I just I don't feel ready to admit to other people what happened to him. But he's I'll not do coming it back. I, I know it's really hard and maybe you're not the person to do it and I can do it and you be with me. But those are his parents and his family. They need to know. And it's not because you're just not ready to say it, but they have a right to know the truth. You're right. They do. It's just not easy. And I don't want his desk to ever be moved and I don't want it to ever get dust on it. And I just don't want it to feel like he's not coming back. How about we leave his desk where it is and I'll just clean it every day? I don't know if that's more sad. It can be like a little shrine. We can leave fun things for him. You could write to him and leave it in his desk. But then it'll get full. As we continue lying to ourselves, it'll just get more. It's it's not lying to yourself because you know that he's passed. But that doesn't mean that you still can't talk to him. It just feels so sad. I know. I'm sorry. I don't know how to cope with this. I mean, when my mother died, that was the hardest thing that's ever happened to me, but I was too young to really feel the way that I feel now about it. Well, I think the first thing we should do in order to do right by him is remember him and celebrate him. It's just, he was kind of the last person I had. After my mom died and my dad died and my sister died, I, Ajax was the brother that I didn't know I had all along, and as soon as I found out, he was gone. These would be things that you want to say when maybe if we had a ceremony for him. Let other people know what a great person he was, not just to everyone, by trying to be right and do the right thing and serve justice, but also to you. And Godwin, having retained pieces of Ajax's memories and feelings, as this conversation is unfolding, he can feel... A lot of that desire that he had for his family, there's just pieces of Ajax that are probably occasionally flitting up in the back of Godwin's mind and heart. Godwin, why don't you why don't you sit down at Ajax's desk and find something there that really, really reminds you of him and keep it on you always. Godwin starts rifling through Ajax's desk. And it's all very neat. I don't know if I'll find anything. You will. And you'll know when you find it. It'll be something special. You'll know exactly what to do with it. And in times where you feel like you're on a low, maybe if you miss your mom, your dad, your sister, Ajax, or you're just feeling sad, maybe your emotions hit you about Arya, you can hold it. Maybe write a letter to Ajax and let go of that feeling with it. What's that? And he points to the caricature on the desk that Rizzo is closer to. I found this in your desk. Can I see it? To, yeah, here. I forgot about this. 
when I looked at it, it made me feel really happy. And I thought it shouldn't really stay in your desk, but more on top of it so you can see it. If you want, well, I was going to wait to give you this, but Rizzo reaches in her bag and takes out a small pouch that is closed by a long cord that looks like um, necklace length. It is made out of this shiny material that looks like it's, it feels like leather, but it looks like it could be something that just reflects light off of it. Like silk or something? Sure. I was making it up. Well, yeah, like ana- analogously. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looks like silk. And she gives it to Godwin. On my travels when I was away, I found this on the floor and it was in the middle of nowhere and I thought it was really special and, you know, I like to hold on to things. So I picked it up and I think it would be nice if you maybe put your picture in there. It'll keep it safe. In the pouch? Won't it get all crinkly? Well, you just fold it up nicely. Hmm. I appreciate the gesture. We could wear it under your clothes. Always. I think he would scoff at something that sentimental. Well, it's not what he wants. It's what you want. Hmm. You can think about it. I'll just leave it on your desk. No, I think I will. Okay. I will keep it with me. I like making him mad. And what better way than to be super sentimental about him? He'd hate it. Exactly. I think that's exactly what he would want, though. He'd hate it so much. Rizzo crosses (laughs) over to embrace Godwin, and they just stand there holding each other. So was it Ajax or Godwin who had this piece commissioned in the first place? Probably Godwin. Okay. As you look over it, you do find that there has been a note left on the back of the piece recent it says you suck but not that much bro godwin cries harder but tries his best to not get any of his tears on the paper (sighs) hey now mr godwin miss rizzo you're making a real ruckus aren't you Uh, that was a, a joke if that (laughs) <laughs> wasn't very good. Uh, was I, I know. I appreciate the gesture, though. Why but, are you... Can you go? Ho- hold on, I... Do you need anything? M- M- Ariston wants me to, to be here right now because I... And he points to the patch of, like, bandages and blood that is poking through it a little bit. Uh, but I, I heard your conversation. I was trying not to listen. Uh, Miss Rizzo, you suggested that maybe some sort of ceremony happens. I I didn't get to meet Mr. Ajax uh, all that much uh, or anything, but I do remember hearing that he had a particular fondness for good food. I don't know. I know that Ariston's out right now, but it's a small thing. But if we're going to eat a meal together, maybe we could do it with him in mind. I think that would be a wonderful idea. We could make a toast to him and share our favorite stories about him and do the best we can for him. The door cracks open as Ariston is coming in backwards as his hands are full of various fruits and meats and 
all the stuff that he bought. Oh, could, could I get some help, please? Got it. Rizzo takes a few items from Ariston's hands. I tried to kind of mix up what I got, but I hope at least some of it's good. I'm sure we can do anything with these items. You, you, you did great. You did great. Did Ariston buy pre-cooked food, or is it going to need to be prepared? It's going to need to be prepared, I'm assuming. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, Hoth, let me change out your bandage that looks like it's nearly full. Ariston gently goes over and very slowly takes off the bandage. It uh, looks like the bandage got a little stuck to my hair. <laughs> oh, God, no, yes. Okay. It's okay. All right, well... You want me to start anything while you tend to his bandage? I sure. Boil some water? Sure, I don't really know what everyone likes, so find something and I'll eat it. I'm not very picky. Okay. So we cut to the finished meal that has been set out at the main desk, but... There is a lot of really, really nice-looking food that has been set out. Not as nice as something that perhaps Tawia would have prepared, but they aren't here to make it. Everybody tell me one dish that has been prepared for this meal. Bread. There's just a lot of nice, warm, like, rolls uh, set out in front of Rizzo and maybe a couple spreads to go with them, but they are just steamy and warm and soft that's it there's a lot of roasted um vegetables that are very highly spiced and so they're really quite flavorful despite the fact that they are small due to the drought there's also a bowl of fresh fruit just laid out different strawberries raspberries very fresh as makes ariston feel a little more cooled down when he eats them okay since none of you put forward anything that could be considered a main dish. <laughs> uh, well, you didn't say that. I just wanted words. bread. I'm not only thinking about bread right now. Okay, no, I'm no judgments, but I'm going, I'm going to be introducing my food element. And that is, there are several with the meat that Ariston brought, as well as a large amount of the corn that was brought in mm. pupusa were prepared which are mm. dope as hell they are essentially for the people in the audience who might not know pupusa are essentially pockets of almost like thicker fluffier corn tortilla filled with meats and cheeses and vegetables it is in our world they are a popular facet of el salvadoran cuisine and they are incredible so that is the sort of main fixture of this meal they're kind of like snackables yes imagine a if you would picture for me in your brain a smucker's uncrustable exactly i was just gonna think i'm thinking of an uncrustable right now uh, <laughs> i spent so much time on this nice presentation it's like just like an uncrustable uh instead of low-grade white bread and being filled with peanut butter and jelly which may or may not be half frozen at this particular point in time it is made of a cornmeal and stuffed with delicious meats, cheeses, and vegetables. Proceed. This looks so good. I am so excited to eat this. The bread. I'm really excited about the bread. <laughs> yeah, we didn't do much sitting down eating together with my family, so this is nice. Everyone kind of just did their own thing. It was so big that uh, mostly I just ate alone. 
Godwin is still kind of half choking back sobs while he's picking at pupusas, the first food he's had since Ajax died. Does anyone want any roll? Does anyone want some rolls? We're all aware that there's bread on the table. <laughs> you seem to be pretty enthusiastic about that. I, yeah, I am. You're, you're offering it, time. but Qui-Gon Jinn and Juice is, he's established a firm perimeter. It's clear. As <laughs> yeah. Go, please. Yeah. Have fun with your bread. Hey, hey Godwin. Mm-hmm. Can you give me some of those vegetables? Yeah. And Godwin slides the plate over. Rizzo puts a couple spoonfuls on her plate. The vegetables have been stir-fried in a style reminiscent to the stir-fry that was served ubiquitously at the festival uh, not a week ago. So, uh, before we dig in, I think we should join eye contact and say a few words about... Ajax, uh, who wants to start? My fondest memory with Ajax is probably when we were all much younger and dressed a lot weirder. And Godwin thought that he had found a recorder much like his own outside. And he was like, awesome. I have two recorders now. Double the music. And Ajax took the new recorder and broke it in half because he didn't want double the music. And we laughed over it for a few days because Godwin was moping around thinking that we had, or Ajax had gotten rid of something that was going to make him great. But it's I not about the recorder. I think it was going to make me great. It's not about the recorder, man. It's what's inside. That was a really nice recorder. It wasn't even a real recorder. We don't know if it was a real recorder. You didn't know what to look for. You know, I I think an average person would know what a recorder looks like if they saw it. It's just surprising that you found it on the side of the road is all. I was just suspicious. Okay, It was a miracle. Maybe, but Ajax took it away and I thought it was hilarious. I remember when I came to Jotway, was lost, tired, didn't know anyone at all. Just feeling quite alone. And Ajax was the first person to notice me kind of milling about, and he showed me where to go, and eventually introduced me to Godwin, and here I am now. He's the first one to welcome me into the city, and I'll always be grateful to him for that. I haven't been here long, but already it's given me so much, and there's so much I have to do to repay it. I, uh, I didn't see him that many times. Uh, we didn't know each other for all that long, but it's hard to forget it's the first time we met. When a man corners you in a spice closet and forces you to answer some difficult questions, it's hard to forget that. It was uncomfortable, to be sure. And he pushed me into a meeting that I wasn't certain that I was ready to face at the time. A meeting that now I'm not sure I even need to have any more. Still think about that. What I'm supposed to do about that, but that's not important. What's important is, trapped there in that spice closet, looking over the shoulder of the man who was interrogating me, I saw a beautiful angel, and for all his flaws, Mr. Ajax gave me that, and I'm forever grateful. Ariston puts his hand on Harse and smiles. He smiles back. Godwin, do you have anything to say? None of those stories were very fun. 
You wanted fun stories? I thought we were memorializing him. Do you have a fun story, though? I'd be happy to hear a fun story. Mine was pretty fun. Not for me. I always liked his disgruntled but inevitable piggyback rides. When we lost the map. When my ice cream fell on his head. When I drooled on his head. And the whole time, he was still my friend. And he will always be that in a very special way. But I can't just pick one memory. can't reduce him to one moment. I don't know. And at that, there's a knocking at the door. Uh, I'll get it. I'll get it. Everybody just keep eating. Rizzo gets up and steps over Qui-Gon, who's anxiously awaiting food to hit the floor, despite the fact that he has his own bowl. And she goes to the door and opens it. Upon opening the door, Rizzo sees a woman who's in her late 40s or early 50s with majestic hair. It is shimmering and splendid with leaves strewn about it. But in spite of the magnificence of the hair on her head and flowing across her shoulders, her face is stern and consternated. Hello. Hello. I'm here to talk to my child. Um, who is your child? You don't recognize me. That's fine. That's fine. My name's Deciduous Mantle Ford. My son is Ajax Ford. Um, uh, would you like to come in? Yes, especially if my son's in there. You're, I'm, I'm gonna need to speak with you about something. Um, Godwin breaks down, sobbing at the dinner table. It's kind of weird that you came at this time, but... Today was a mess the last time things were this bad. I, I came to check in on him, too. I was worried about him. He was involved in the stuff that happened at the docks, and then Crybaby over there killed the dignitary from the realm. Um... Today was worse. Ariston sort of furrows his brow and turns... A bit, still holding Hart's hand, but almost shielding him from this woman. I don't know how to put this, but I, you might want to sit down for a second. Shit. And she enters the doorway and sits at one of the more well-worn logs in the office. And she puts her head in her hand and looks up at Rizzo. Rizzo sits on the log beside her. Was it at least fast? I, I've given this talk before. How did it happen? Well, there's a woman named Cessus Min who was part of the realm, and they were here, as you know, to make their presence and take over Jaweh. And we were trying to stop them, and we needed time to get away. And Ajax said that he could handle taking on men himself. We don't know for sure if it was fast, but we were able to set his spirit free. I'm really sorry. That fool of a boy is a lot more like his father than he had any right to be. Without him, we wouldn't have been able to save Jaweh, not by a long shot. Yeah, I... He saved this town. Just like his father, he died a hero. It's a shame. We're actually... Having a dinner right now, sharing our fondest stories of Ajax in tribute to him. If you'd like to join us and share some of your own stories, I think I think that he would really like that. 
I'm not sure where you set his spirit free. Where? Well, when we were outside, I have an option to either keep him inside me, his memories, or set him free, and I set him free. I kept him. I never thought that I would be doing this, especially not looking into your face. Before I do this, I'll remind you that you've got a responsibility to uphold. I'm wary of you. You're my superior now, so I can't speak out too much. But remember the duty that you have to the people around you. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to say a quick word to my son. And she looks Godwin very directly into the eyes. Your father, he would be proud of you. I, I pushed you too hard. I knew what you could be and was waiting for you to finally step up and get there. Why wondered why you wasted all the time here in the Smiling Eyes District, in this office with layabouts. But in the end, son, you stepped up. You were a hero. I'm... I'm proud of you, and I don't remember the last time I had the opportunity to say this. No, I do. I just denied it, like I did so many times before. I love you, Ajax, my son, our hero. I hope that your father is greeting you warmly now. And she steps up and immediately heads for the door. Godwin sees the blurred figure leave the room as his tears fog his vision. And from inside Godwin's head, we see the camera fog and occlude. And slowly, we begin to see the next scene crystallize and clear through the watery lens. So as we gel into the scene the next day, uh, where are we? Godwin has gone to the courtyard where he and Forlorn Arya spoke previously to find that the pot that he knocked over has been cleaned up. He's a little disappointed. Ariston got up early to walk Hearth back to his house and is kind of keeping his distance from Godwin, just sort of staring at the ground. But in the courtyard as well, yes? Yes. Grizzo's walking Qui-Gon around the courtyard. He's enjoying the open space. It is much larger than the office, so he is going ham. Okay. the There is still a charred, smoky smell that fills the courtyard, and there is still a little bit of smoke that billows out from underneath the temple that is collapsed across from the conclave, and an older gentleman in a leather jerkin emerges this is a man maybe in his late 50s his hair has gone gray i cleaned up the mess that you left here yesterday i heard the commotion and saw that mistress aria left Uh, my name is toji i'm one of your advisors i've not yet had the opportunity to formally introduce myself to you as you seem to have been rather busy as opposed to finding time here in the wake of the commotion yesterday. I I cleaned up the mess and was wondering when you were going to return. 
It's nice to see you here, Master Godwin. I don't know how happy you are to see me here. Your tone betrays you. I have been trained to speak in a restricted tone around those of higher station than myself. It just sounds like you're just like everyone else, though. You're frustrated with the fact that I haven't been here. Well, you're here now, and yesterday was trying on the city. It's more important, perhaps, that we focus on attending to those matters than any personal emotions that might be in the mix here, as it were. So you're not denying those emotions? I'm recognizing that they are immaterial. God damn it! Why are you starting a fight with someone that's just trying to help? You don't think that this is frustrating? That for some reason we train the people we work with to not be able to voice their opinions? No, I certainly wouldn't want for you to think that I've been trained to believe that I cannot voice my opinion. I am an advisor. Dispensation of fact and informed opinion is my job. I want you to be honest with me. I feel like people are either afraid of me or they just don't tell me when I'm wrong. I want you to tell me when I'm fucking wrong. I'm sorry, Godwin. I'm going to jump in here and then Rizzo jots on over. How many times have we tried to tell you when you're wrong? You're kind of stubborn. So just... But you're in all power my equals. Okay. This person's my advisor. But also works for you. Doesn't that seem like... Works for you. Well... Under you. Technically speaking, I work yes. for the people of Chao Wei. Yes. I don't know. This whole thing just seems wild. Well, Master Godwin, do I have permission to speak freely and without repercussion? Yes, and call me Godwin. Well, Godwin, I am, were I to use a single word to describe my emotional relation to you, resentful. You dislodged people who were actively working in the service of the city under careful advisement in order to maintain a delicate economic balance when you instead opted to ally yourselves with foreign invaders, bring them into the city, convince these leaders with the help of this invading force that the present leadership should abdicate their position, leaving the city in a position unprecedented, or at least in the likes of which we have not seen for hundreds of years. It is well understood by the people of the city that lovers abdicating the position is a sure spell for disaster to befall the city. Not to mention that you then overtook the position with someone whom you hardly knew, who was emotionally volatile while you yourself were emotionally volatile, and it's not been a week, and I've been led to believe that now you have firmly separated. Meanwhile, you accepted this responsibility and did not once attend any informational meeting, aside from those which you held privately with Aria. You did not take the time to meet your staff of advisors who were here, left, and aware of the situations taking place within the city. So, resentful. I would describe how I feel to you. Did, toward you. Did she say firmly separated? Is that, is that her words? My job is to advise people who are in romantic relationships. Granted, I'm supposed to be advising them politically, but you need to know a thing or two about relational dynamics. Having seen as much as I've seen in my... 62 years, I feel pretty confident that whatever that was, it's over. Well, guess it's time to meet the other advisors. Mm. You maybe want to take this a little more seriously, man? Maybe just a little? 
Do I not sound like I'm serious? Not exactly. Do you want to fucking take my job? No, frankly, I don't, because I don't think I can do it any better, but... That's what I thought, so get off my fucking back. Take me to meet my advisors. Okay, guess what? Godwin. What? I knew this is really stressful. It is, is and I don't need some foreigner on my back. Godwin. Foreigner? Stop. What? How long has it been so... You know what? No. You've just been harping day in and day out like you are going through some hard shit. Look, your relationship's going great. You're not in charge of a city that's just been destroyed. Godwin, every time you try and act like you're going through more than me, it's just I'm not going to play the who's had it worse game. But you always do. You're always the one that brings it up like that. No, <coughs> I, I don't. What is everyone's resolve score? Five. Three. Four. Okay, well, Toji's attempt to grab your attention received one success, so there's that. You know what? First of all, I don't bring it up because I wouldn't like to. Why would I want to relive bad memories? I'm just saying that I don't think it's a good idea to tell me that I haven't had a hard time. Okay? I'll leave you alone now. That's what I wanted from the very beginning. Godwin. What? You don't need to put yourself against other people's problems. I do, and they're goddamn irritating. Everyone deals with things differently. That doesn't mean anyone's problems are more important than anyone else's. That doesn't mean somebody else is going through more or less. It's all somebody else's, and it's all they've known. With all due respect, we should probably be focusing on the problems which face the city. If... The presence of any of you is going to interfere with the ability to approach and consider those issues. I am going to kindly ask that you recuse yourself from these meetings. I hope that that is not the case, but if emotional volatility is going to punctuate these meetings, it is going to be difficult to act in the best interest of the city. Does that make sense to you all? Yes. I don't think I will be of much help in the meeting. However, I'll be out here, wherever you need me to go, whatever you need me to do, I'll do. I just don't feel like uh, my gracious lover would appreciate my presence. Well, considering that Godwin seems to have a particularly negative appraisal of you, and I'm sorry we have not met uh, Toji, and he bows at Rizzo. Rizzo, and then she extends her hand, but then uh, folds it on in and also bows. I'm not sure how well Rizzo knows you, but I'm not sure that we can make a, an informed appraisal of your abilities. If you recuse yourself, you are likely recusing yourself from any strategic consideration here. Uh, okay, I, I won't talk then. I will just listen. That's fine. As long as we can all keep it together, can we all agree to try to keep it together? Yes. That's one yes. Yes, I apologize for earlier. That was my fault. shouldn't have said anything to bother Godwin. All right, well, apologies are not important here. Moving forward is Godwin. I like to meet my advisors. Well, as they say then, duty calls. We cut into the chamber where the planning for responding to the threat initially occurred where the wood spider delivered the information that the realm had arrived before Godwin faced off against seven symphonious chords for the first time. And at the end of the table, 
Toji stands. I figure it's going to be easiest if we go one by one that way. The introductions are not so laborious and you don't have too much to juggle and you can ask them questions as is necessary one by one. So, for our first meeting, we are going to be bringing in Fragrant Breeze, who is the city's advisor on defense. Her insights were unfortunately overlooked in the recent days. However, we seem to be coming out of this fine. In front of him, he has essentially two flat sticks, and he holds them up and claps them together. So a sharp clap peels across the room, and a woman of maybe 40 years old walks in. She is wearing a leather jerkin as well, but she also wears armored padding, and there is a ceremonial atlatl strung at her side, as well as a spear slung across her back. She has olive skin and a considered look in her lightly, lightly green, but mostly brown eyes, and a curly head of shortly cropped hair. It's a pleasure to meet you. Hi. Finally. Mr. Godwin. Just call me Godwin. Well, it's nice to meet you, Godwin. I hope that, looking over the city, you feel comfortable in the fact that you and Forlorn Aria decided to neglect and refuse my counsel. You know, let's just start on a good note. Okay, well, good note. I'm alive. You're alive. We're both alive. I'd like to meet the next person. Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. Cool. Rude. <laughs> she stomps out of the room, and then when she gets to the door, she turns around. I tried. Every one of them. Every one of those bodies. Your hands. Her hands. Not mine. I am aware that I am responsible for the deaths of every innocent person. The door slams. Well... You know what? I'm not going to take a single observation and make it a pattern if that's not there. Do they get better or worse from here? Well, they are all very well considered and educated in their domains of expertise. The remaining people are less likely to feel personally affronted by the events of the last several days. That's preferred. Well, then you're in luck. So, next is Machoctlil, who is... Well-considered and learned in the infrastructure of Zhao Wei, the ways that it is maintained over the years, how Shu and Kasuga have shaped it, these sorts of matters, she may prove instrumental in considering how to reshape the Cedar Blossoms district following the unfortunate loss of the shrine to Shu and Kasuga. And again, he claps his sticks and... The, this woman is wearing more cloth than the other two advisors, though she has a very, very large, intricately designed leather sash, and slung across her shoulder is a bag filled with various scrolls. She has deep, glossy brown eyes and fine, pointed features. So, it's nice to meet you. 
I'm a Choctaw. I understand that things have been a little bit difficult. Well, no, I I know how things have been for the last little while. I've been very concerned about our infrastructure since about the siege happened. I'm looking very forward to talking to you about how maybe we can rebuild and refortify our city. I, yeah, yeah, I'd love to meet with you and um, continue to work on that. Do you have any questions about the current state of the city, infrastructurally speaking? How bad is it? I mean, it doesn't look good, but I don't know if it's all more surface level than not. Well, we... We're disregarding the shrine. The shrine's gone. We also lost the gondola tower on the southeast of the city. That's that's going to take a lot of resources to recoup. We also dealt with some surface road damage from fires that broke out, particularly in the Smiling Eyes district from a while ago, as well as here in the Cedar Blossoms district from the fallout of that explosion. Additionally, in the Docks District, we've sustained a little bit of damage, particularly on the bottom side of some of our dock gates from the methods that the pirates used to lay siege to the city. We're going to have to do some repairs there in order to ensure that our boats can safely descend and ascend into the city. When you are speaking to the fire damage in the Smiling Ice District, is that related to uh, Mr. Raghuravajai's presence in that space we commissioned a report and that is still forthcoming we believe that it was it resulted in the wake of the catastrophe that occurred in the smiling eyes district the night of uh, that diplomat's death yes good to know there were several broken lanterns uh anyway we've also sustained a little bit of damage to the walls of the city so that's, as far as I can tell, the briefest take, but we have not gathered a lot of intelligence as to the developments in the city following exactly the wake of yesterday, aside from cursory looks. I will keep you updated as that information comes in. Well, I would love to schedule a one-on-one appointment with you sometime to chat over some Shrine Oolong tea to get to learn more about what I can do to benefit your department. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Any more questions, or should I skedaddle? I think we will be good, but thank you very much for meeting with me today. Wonderful. And she steps out of the room. See, Toji, I can be diplomatic. Yes, you did a much better job there. Well, she was much more approachable. The essence of diplomacy is composure in the face of those who are not themselves composed. So, suffice it to say, I believe you have a long way to go. Well. I think this is a good day of practice. Agreed. If you would like for me to restrain my speech at any time, inform me and I will return to my more reserved manner of speaking. After uh, a forlorn Arya's uh, conversation with me, among other people's conversations with me, I think I need at least one person to be an unrestrained voice at this time. Then we have our final diplomat unless you had any other concerns or any of you had any concerns before we got onto that any uh spoilers you can give me about this diplomat not particularly are they more like machaklil or fragrant breeze i will say that they are more like machaklil or perhaps a little more like me i can handle that wonderful 
Uh, did either of you have any questions, or... I know I said I w wouldn't speak, but I am concerned about the poor and displaced people. Are, are they receiving any kind of help right now? They're usually the most affected by any kind of disruption in cities, and hell, this was the biggest one that all of us felt. What can we do to help them? We are currently in the process of organizing relief efforts. I feel conflicted in informing you that the primary relief efforts at the present time are being spearheaded by those persons of the realm who have been left behind in the wake and the fallout of yesterday. One Ragara Samir appears to be particularly well involved. As long as they're getting some kind of help, but we can certainly help to make it better if we can. Yes, that's rather why these meetings are taking place. Once we have information and relationships established, we can work on helping everyone. That, I assure you, is my highest priority. I will help in any way possible, and I know Qui-Gon will as well. So, finally, is our general political consultant, Exhortation Considered. Exhortation has a background in navigating the peoples and movers and shakers in the various districts of Jiao Wei. She personally was involved in the reduction of the number of crimes committed against face stealers in the Smiling Eyes district by actually serving to inform some of these young face stealers about opportunities and establishing programs with artisans in the city, training them to become wood carvers that unfortunately was stalled a while ago which is why we've seen a recent uptick in face-stealing-related crime again in the district. But she has big ideas, to be certain. And the final advisor comes in as he smacks the sticks together. Exhortation considered is a dark-skinned woman in her late 20s. She has a very, very close-cropped haircut. She is wearing the same sort of leather jerkin as most of the other advisors, and wears loose-fitting, flowing leggings. She enters the room, casually leaning on the table. So, your Godwin heard a lot about you. That is me. So you're one of those types. Got it. Well, anything you needed to know? What, what does that mean? One of those types? When you've been working with someone for a while, you expect that maybe at a certain point they come in and they introduce themselves to you, that you establish any sort of working relationship, and seeing as you're my superior, I had to be deferential to you. I offered you the opportunity to establish the boundaries of that relationship, and you either opted to ignore me, informing me that whatever your opinion of me might be, it is low, or you ceded that ground to me, informing me that and she looks you up and down, you don't really have guts. Well, I would challenge that by letting you know that I've been very busy fighting the leaders of the realm who are extremely time-consuming problems, but since they are no longer present in our city, I will be more capable of devoting time to getting to know you and establishing that working relationship and getting to know what your department can do and how I can support it. So your voice cracks when you're nervous. A little bit. Great. That's going to go over well. Anyway, questions. Did you have any questions? 
Why do you have a chip on your fucking shoulder? If you're asking that question, then I think that Toji has a long way to bring you, quite frankly. Unless you would prefer that I'm the person who takes charge on shaping you into someone who's fit for public office. I would not prefer it. Great. Uh, then a direct answer to your question is that you've given me every indication that you're woefully incompetent and I have no patience for it. Ariston stifles a laugh. Godwin glares Ariston. I please ask that this man be removed from the room immediately. Immediately. As, as you say then, I suppose. And Toji looks to Ariston and says, We could do this simply, or we could do this in the more uncomfortable way. I would prefer that we resolve this with you gently excusing yourself. Yeah, I don't want to give him the satisfaction of seeing the other way, so I will walk out on my own accord, gentlemen and ladies. Now, as for you, exhortation considered, Yes. I don't have to prove myself to you. I don't have to prove myself as a competent leader because regardless, I am your leader, but I want to try and prove myself. Stop worrying about how I feel about you and start worrying about how the city feels about you. And maybe I'll have some respect for you. I think as far both as of us I can grow. It, I don't disagree. I'm always looking to grow. As far as I see it, though, you have three weeks to get yourself together. I've been learning and studying since I was pretty young. I've mired myself in this. I'm used to this. So, three weeks I can handle. If we get stuck with you for five years, that's a different question. So, expect me to push you to shape up. I look forward to working with you or seeing your resignation letter. The city awaits your ascension to greatness. And she <laughs> takes her hand off the table, puts it at her side, like on her hip, and walks out shaking her head. Toji, you lied to me. I informed you that she was more like me. I think that we can agree that she is more like me. I'm being frank and candid. I don't know why my candor is appreciated, whereas others are not. I don't know. I think, I think I just, I mean, I don't want to say that you're old, but I think that you're wise enough that I feel like it's more than appropriate for you to tell me I'm a piece of shit, but God, it's just hard to hear from her. Well, counterpoint, fragrant breeze, though not as old as I am, is no spring chicken. Allow me. But her tone was much less kind than yours and exhortation considered. I suppose. Allow me to put this forward for consideration. Having watched you interact for a moment, does this have anything to do with the fact that these advisors, particularly the ones who are not deferential or pleasant, are women? No, not at all. What's your guile score? Five. With the willpower he spent, he got four, so he is not able to get a solid read. Look, Can I don't think that that really yeah. matters. If Rizzo wants to try to read Godwin's intentions, she yeah, can absolutely Rizzo do that. Yeah, Rizzo wants to try oh to. Oh my gosh. I just want to roll. <laughs> uh, that will be your perception plus socialize. Okay. And you can add up to your perception plus socialize in bonus dice if you want. Yeah, actually, I'll add one dice from my uh, peripheral. Rizzo got two successes. In case you all have forgotten, my mother was one of the most influential people in my life. My partner, well, Forlorn Aria, is someone who I am fully capable of recognizing was much better than me at this. I'm not good at this thing, but I certainly 
don't have a choice now. I can't really be running around fighting where I'm more comfortable. I just have to sit here like a stuffed chicken and attempt to do my best. But I think the most intimidating part is that they can fucking read me like a book. That's just terrifying. Godwin, you can also... I didn't want to read them. I think there's something that doesn't feel good about that, but she could sense that my voice was nervous. It just is the way it is. Something to consider, simply. Sometimes people with problems with other people reflect those things with extremes on both ends. And often, in the domain of the political, moderation is the answer. I've never been a man of moderation. Then this is something to consider. Perhaps your brand of fiery passion will work to your advantage, or perhaps it will burn the pile of tinder that is the city of Jiawei. Time, I suppose, will tell. Perhaps it won't even get the chance. In three weeks, there'll be nothing left of Godwin that matters to the city. Stop mumbling into your chest. Keep your eyes forward. Speak clearly. If nobody wants me to take this role, why am I even bothering? Because you shoved yourself into the position. You apparently wanted this. Now don't act surprised that when you come in and take something that you have to live with the consequences. Well, apparently I'm an idiot. I found that out. From everybody who fucking matters in this role, they all think I'm an idiot. You think I'm an idiot. Congratulations. You appear capable of self-reflection. If you're an idiot, and if you are woefully incompetent, as some of your advisors have implied, that means that you have a lot to learn. Surely, you did not come to play your recorder as felicitously as you do, by accident. And surely, if you put as much work into getting yourself together and learning how to deal with the problems of the city, you can get good at that too, just as you got good Wonderful, even. That's a strong word from me. At your music, it's not a question of whether you are or are not stupid. It's a question of whether you are or are not committed. I still have to have a lover, don't I? I think there's a big problem there. Does it have to be Arya? No, it does not have to be Arya. Whoever he should run for office with is whomsoever he should be running for office with. Surely people would expect that he run with Arya, given they jointly took the office from Shu and Kasuga, or with their blessing, rather, from Mei and Toroko. But and regardless, whether or not you have yourself someone to be a lover with, you still have this position for three weeks. And if you are going to abjectly give up and retreat with your tail between your legs then I am left with the question why you came here and asked for these meetings today in the first place. Can I sidebar? I will always recognize the validity of the sidebar. It R- is a time-honored tradition. Rizzo! What? What the fuck am I doing? I don't know. You d- decided this when I wasn't here, so I don't... I'm still trying to hang on to things and understand what's happening. This should not be me. This should be forlorn Arya. I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, but Arya bailed, and someone who... Is a we good candidate back. of running things should not have even thought about bailing. So maybe she's not a good candidate. Like I'm a better candidate. We need to spend our time looking for idols. Not, and, and I can't work with seven symphonies chords. What? 
What is happening? I thought you guys were cool. Are you fucking kidding me? He had left this hole that is now sand clay shit I in my know. hand. I know. But also, sometimes you can be a little bit tricky to handle with. Me? Yes. Rizzo, what? That's rude. I know, but honestly, it's the truth. Well, I'm glad you said it. But regardless, we still need to come up with a solution to this. I mean, are they expecting me to really... What? I mean, I think I think the plan was all along. That I wasn't really going to be a lover. Is there anyone else in uh, that is um, politically knowledgeable that you could perhaps have them be your uh, sweetheart lover? What? No! Uh, I just don't think Arya is that good of a uh, choice. What, do you want me to run, like, with Seven Symphonies Courts? Well, it could happen, but also, if you think there is, is somebody who is knowledgeable about this system that would help you take some of this burden off, that would be extremely beneficial and know. helpful to the city. Me? Ragnar Samir? I don't know. Ajax's mom? No, that's weird. Mm. It just doesn't make sense. Forlorn Arya pulled me into this, and I thought, that's a great idea. I'm super power hungry, but now I'm just really uncomfortable, because I know I'm not doing good at this, and that makes me really frustrated. I know. I'm sorry, but you're in this situation. There's no changing that. It should be Forlorn Arya and Lakshu. It really should. It shouldn't be me. Forlorn Arya has already bailed. Because I'm here. But what if I'm not no, here? she could have made the stand and made you leave. If she was serious about this. Are, she, are that's, you kidding me? She's 18 years old. I'm exalted and she's not. I think that would definitely influence her decision to try to stand up to me or not. I mean, she, she, she knows did that and it was awesome. She would never hurt her. So that's obviously not a thing. She's watched me murder people. So, but she's also murdered people. Not people, people you so I love. Know. So she's a freaking pirate. She's not a regular person. I know. And she doesn't love me. Oh my god. Is it hitting you now? This is the terrible time. I know. I know. It's a terrible time. Damn it, Godwin. Just, just can we. Maybe we can take a recess or something. Maybe just a good thing. She just really pulled me together at times like this. I'm sorry, but now is not really the time. Can you just, like, put it back like you have been for, like, the past 24 hours? No, it's because you're, like, waterfalls. <laughs> What's Ariston doing right now? Ariston is waiting outside of the door, just kind of kicking up dirt. He's hearing, like, muffled voices, but he kind of wishes that he could go back in. And as that is happening, through the roof above you, a wood spider scuttles down and looks at you. There's a pouch around its neck. You're not the lovers. They're behind the door. Yes, they are, but perhaps I could give them the pouch unfortunately not i the have some constraints of my job some, are very clear some meat in my pocket lots of it mm-hmm. <laughs> go ahead and roll charisma plus presence Ariston got five successes perhaps i could be convinced to conveniently mistake the identity of the lovers in exchange for a suitable cut. Ariston reaches into his bag and there's a little smaller bag just full little strips of meat. How's this? I uh, was going to save it for lunch, but for you, have all of it. The spider bows its head and the 
bag falls forward and it whips forward, grabbing the bag out of Ariston's hand. And there is slurping and chomping that can be heard as it scuttles back up and out of the room. All right. All right, Ariston. It's gone. And he grabs the parcel. Ariston looks it over and he contemplates opening it, but he's pretty sure that Godwin would have him jailed for doing so. So he raises his hand and pauses for a second and again just considers opening it and leaving, but he grits his teeth and knocks on the door. Inside of the chamber, a knock rings out. Oh God, you know what? Just, just sit down. I'm just filled with nervousness, okay? I know, just... If okay, so, I may so, intrude upon your sidebar, I would uh, be more than happy yeah, to answer yes. the door oh, for you. Perfect. Thank that sounds you. great. Thank you. Um, like, Godwin needs to use the bathroom real quick, so he'll be right back. Razel's coming with me. Okay. The sidebar is not over. He walks towards the door and opens it up. Hi, Hello. I have this package for Mr. Godwin. I can hand it to him, thank you. Would Spider deliver this? Yes, it seems that there was just a mistake. Thank Strange you. that it wouldn't come in through the upper door in the, the meeting room we were in. I don't know. Uh, thank you. Must be a new trainee or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thank you. Do I still have to be out? Is he calmed down now? I'd like to come back in. He's going to the washroom? Okay. I bear you no ill will. Thank you. I- I'll have you know that. I I appreciate it. He can, as you know, be a bit, what's the word, impulsive, and sometimes I don't help. But I feel like I want to be involved in this because I do have to work with a man. don't really like him having information that I don't know. That makes sense, unfortunately, as someone who is contracted by the people and is explicitly to advise Godwin himself, I cannot necessarily let you back into the room i can ask you a couple of questions which might help smooth things over sure firstly why does he keep you around not sure i think mostly because feels like he has to i think he's also just a bit afraid of me going away i think i'm like kind of a bad piece of furniture i guess he hates it and he spits and bitches about it but If I was gone, he wouldn't feel right. Fair enough, I suppose. Uh, Secondly, what do you have to offer the city? Well, I trained as a healer in my home. Already helped with a few citizens and their ailments, and I also am skilled in sorcery. That's a more appropriate answer. I'm not asking what you can do for the people, but what you can do for the city. Sorcery is a useful, useful talent. Um, so where are Godwin and Rizzo? Unbeknownst to Godwin and Brizzo, the sounds of Godwin sobbing from the washroom resonate through the entirety of the Conclave of Amherst. Oh, God. That kid. I, I mean, I, I can't, he can't go any lower, I suppose, so I guess that's just routine for him. Did you have any other questions for me? No, I think that with those, we should be able to make some headway. I... Never had children myself, so I'm not particularly apt at consoling them. I'm going to have to go try to do that for this one, though. I would advise, maybe, not by his order, but just by your own... 
kindness if you can muster any for him. I know it's incredibly hard. Sometimes he just needs someone to listen and tell him that he's okay. Rizzo comes back in. Um, Godwin's gonna need a few few more minutes, but he'll be back in here soon. Hopefully. I'm assuming that then means that at least your participation in the sidebar is over. Yes. Well, let's kept the city waiting long enough. I'm sure we can all give him a few minutes. Godwin walks in after, stoically put back together. No sign that he had been crying except for the redness around his eyes. And the snot running down his nose. The sidebar is over. Wonderful, you've received a missive. Well, I would like to read it. Rizzo wants to do a a check on it, like a read on it. Make sure it's safe. The okay. package? Sure. Do wits plus awareness. Just because you said that wood spider didn't use the other thing and that he was in trend. I'm suspicious. Okay. You are looking here at a difficulty two. Okay. No need to spend things. <laughs> no need at all. Okay. Uh, Rizzo has four successes yeah the package is fine okay rizzo is actually able to quickly put together from the way that it is pieced together and the amount of wear etc on it that it is an internal document okay you can have it godwin opens the document it is a missive from fragrant breeze which states though our initial meeting may have not gone particularly well. I find that it is imperative to inform you that the large number of corpses which reside outside of the city run an incredibly high risk, with each increasing day of turning to hungry ghosts. End of episode. Now, won't you join us for lunch at Madame Faye's? Every time I come in here, I'm surprised when I I look at the menu, uh, there's a couple of things on here that uh, I keep thinking about ordering, and then I don't do it because, quite frankly, they have a lot of stuff here that is imported from Great Forks, and uh, it it can make me a little bit homesick to think about. Oh well, you can just get what you want. Well, well yeah, yeah, that that's that's why you know I I went along and I got the uh, the shrine oolong, the blessed oolong. I wasn't feeling pressure. I was just trying to disclose a little bit about myself. No, that's nice. You can keep doing that. I like hearing about you. Why do you always sound like you're about to cry? What? Who? Me? Yeah. Oh, no, if I was about to cry, you could hear a lot more uh, cracking in my voice. Uh, probably a little bit of like this is probably... Now that I think about how much I'm missing everything back in Great Forks, you're correct, actually. I think that maybe I am a little bit close to, to, to crying. God, when I told you not to comment about this before we walked in. I had a discussion with both of you. I didn't say anything. I, I said Godwin. I just, I don't know. It just felt like a thing that needed to be pointed out. I think we were all kind of seeing that happening. I did. I like the I way mean, your voice the sounds. Bubbles under Honey, his eyes. Don't worry about it. Well, he's sensitive. So what? His mouth is literally an upside down bowl. Hmm. Its concavity is very significant, in, like a fish. In, in Great Fork, sometimes they would serve tea in bowls. Oh, that, that's cool. And we can do that here. I can make you a bowl. I, I miss home too much. I don't want to drink tea out of a stupid bowl. I want your friends to stop making fun of me because I'm sad. 
So you are sad. I miss a home. Of course I'm sad. You guys, I wanted this to be fun. Hang out this, with Oliver. This is Oliver. fun. Guess you know, what? Yeah. My lover's crying into his tea. It's not Qu- fun. Qui-Gon, go, go sit on his lap. Aw, look. Does that make you feel better? You can pet him, but just only with two fingers. More than that, he'll get a little too excited and pee. My so. cousins were farmers and they kept a large dog to protect their flocks until Noah Oldman ran This is a small dog. Into the ground. So this isn't... This is you don't have to be sad. It's not like you have the farm dog. This one's a lot small. It's a city dog. Uh, no, it's, a, it's, a, it's okay. I'm fine. I'm, I'm okay. See, it's all... It's all good, as long as they don't serve your your tea here with small cakes or anything. Would you like some cheese? I have some cheese. No, I'm okay. They say no outside food, but I... Wait, so you didn't want small cakes? Because I ordered small cakes for everybody. I'll take his small cake. Do you want some cheese? I think I just want some water right now, actually. That should uh, should be okay. Okay, Uh, I'll I'll get you one. The water comes with a small cake, too. No, it doesn't. What? Does your city just have, like, a surplus of small cakes? Did somebody make a bunch of small cakes and drops them into the local economy, and now they're just trying to get rid of them all? It's the easiest thing. Was it some sort of promotion for some sort of event or something? No, no, it's the the lunar festival. They're just being... It's easier than right. He's just being silly. It's... Your water does not come with a cake. It doesn't. I just think your partner makes a stupid face when he's sad. Oh, no. And it's amusing to me. It's not a stupid... He never makes stupid faces. You don't make stupid faces ever. Never. Not even when you're sad. Don't tell me that face isn't stupid. Look at it. Look at his face. That's just mean, Godwin. I'm not wrong. Your face can be pretty You are uh, subjectively and objectively wrong in my eyes right now. Well, that's nice. I really don't care. Okay. Hoth. Uh, I got you something. You want to see it? Got it on the market. Uh, is it? Is it? Is it going to make me more emotional? I hope not. That was not the goal. Okay, because if it makes me emotional, you know, you, your friends are here, and apparently they aren't. They aren't okay with with a man who's okay and in touch with his emotions. No, I I, I know want, Rizzo you? is is fine with that. Never Godwin, but I didn't actually get it from the market. But I made it with stuff I bought from the market. It's a little I, I whittled you a little sea lion. It's a little wooden sea lion. Oh, he can stand up and everything. Is that what they look like? Yeah, they got little front flippers that they can stand on, and and they got little uh, ear flaps and whiskers. I, I I like it a lot, and. I don't don't take this as a criticism or a disappointment, but. Uh, why in the name of Malpheus do they call them sea lions? This looks nothing like a lion. Oh, no, it no, It looks no. like a stupid dog. It's because of their roar. They they bark all through the day. Well, Oh, well, I can see why it made more sense to call them dogs. Yeah, dogs bark. Have you ever heard a lion bark? Can I see that? Um, you can see it from where you are, I'm sure. Because they're related to cats. No, never heard a lion bark. Well, sea lions are more called that... Because I think they go up on the rocks like lions do in their pride. Mm, okay. I can't hold it for a second. I, I You'll probably think both break of us it. don't trust you with it. Yeah, no, I, you've never God? given me much of a reason to, to put a lot of faith in you. He just spent like five minutes insulting his face and now you want to hold the gift I got for him. Look, well, his I, face is kind of weird when he scrunches it up and it looks like 
a very scrunched up face. I mean, oh my god, I'm the sea lion. No, you, no, you're not. No, you, no, sea lions are lovely. They're my favorite sea animal besides the orca. Yeah, I think the sea lion is a little bit more lovely than the face you're making right now. Everyone makes weird faces when they cry. I make a weird face when I cry. You've seen me cry. Okay, well, I'm not actually crying right now. I'm just feeling emotions, okay? I think okay, I look that's quite fine. dashing that's when I cry. That's totally fine. Uh, Godwin, I've seen I, you when yeah, you cry. No, you look everybody's... ragged as fuck. You look ragged. Excuse me. You wheeze. He you has wheeze. seen you when you cry. He he can always... Like a I broken bellows. stoic. No, like a broken bellows. You're the loudest cry I've ever heard. When I cry, more often than not, I tend to inspire people subsequently after. <laughs> sure, keep oh, telling guess. yourselves that. <laughs> you can go look at my track history. Uh, what? Internet I search cry. history times... Times Godwin has cried and then inspired people. Oh, I sorry. I cried and give monumental speeches. I wanted to hear the, the rest of his joke. No. I don't! It's fine. The internet's not canon. It's not a very good bit anyway, so... Uh, 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 Godwin, I made a little line out of this cheese for you, Godwin. But I want to hold the sea lion. Well, you thanks can't. for rejecting my gift. No, I mean, I want that, No, too. no. Nope. I, it's fine. No, I will. Cheese lions are the best kind of lions because they don't hurt you and you can eat them. Thank yeah, you. look, I'll eat it right now. Aw, I didn't... Did you just eat that in one bite? You didn't no. have a cracker with it or anything? No. Jesus Weird. Christ. I think you mean cheese Jesus and, Christ. And, cheese and Also, crust. what's Jesus Christ? Cheese and rice. I don't know. It's been an emotional day. I'm a little bit frazzled in the head. He said oh, cheese and rice sure. is what I heard. Cheese and rice, yes. It's very flavorful. Really, Zoe, the more I look at this, the more I think that it should have more hair. Like like a real lion. It's It's gone. You don't see anything. Are you talking about the sea lion? Yes, I'm, I'm talking they about... They have hair. They have... When they're dry. They I think have he fur, yes. But it gets slicked back by the water. More, more I, like... Makes it more fusiform. I'm just saying... it. Fusiform. Why are you going to call it a line if it doesn't have a mane? Well, I, I think he's name, trying honey. to pick out the No, I'm not, I'm not mad at you. I'm just confused. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Swallows of the South. If you like the show, please remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. If you'd like to find the show on the internet, please go to swallowsofthesouth.com. You can also find us on Twitter, at Swallows of South, or on Google Plus or Tumblr, at Swallows of the South. If you have any questions you'd like to have answered, please feel free to send messages to swallowsofthesouth at gmail.com. If you'd like to interact with Quinn personally, please go to MonkeyPieQuinn on Twitter. Our theme music was new by Elvis Herod. And I hope to see you again next Tuesday.